Happy holidays and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. A little while back, we decided we didn't necessarily want to group our show into seasons so that anyone could easily hop in at an episode that they're interested in without too much trouble finding it. So we aren't really ending a season here or a half season or anything like that. We also only started last February, so we haven't quite gotten to a year yet. Still, we are a podcast about shows, so we probably most naturally take our rhythmic cues from these shows we talk about. And that means it's time for our holiday special. We're headed for a Christmas break, but first we've got some shows to talk about. So Brandon, let's talk Christmas. It feels good talking about Christmas right now because this is after Thanksgiving. Cor- <laughs> feels correct then? Yeah. yeah, I feel fine talking about it. It didn't oh, feel no, weird watching all these Christmas shows, I'll say that. No, that's right. And we we almost, you know, we record a little bit ahead of time and we almost record and we were also a little bit out of order in our recordings. So we were about, we were like scheduled to do this before Thanksgiving even happened and we thought better of it and decided, hey, we better hold off on that till we're in the spirit. So it is post-Thanksgiving now, very freshly post-Thanksgiving, but it is post-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, so first, before we get into our holiday special here, I, I thought maybe, um, we don't know exactly how long the break's going to be. It'll pro- it won't be, long, obviously, our, our summer break, but um, we're going to take a break until at least the new year. And if we take a break until the new year recording, that means like a couple weeks after the new year, you wouldn't even get an episode till then. So, the, uh, and we're not sure when that'll be. I don't think anybody's terribly concerned about it, but um, I didn't know if there was anything we wanted to say here as sort of a, a farewell for the year. Um, I mentioned we're, we're not quite to a year yet, but we, I've been astounded this year. I guess I would just like to say thank you to the listeners. I've been pretty astounded by our numbers this year. Um, and sometimes in podcasting, it's just like, you don't know how real they are or, you know, what kind of metrics, but we also have had a fair amount of engagement with people kind of reaching out and mm-hmm. having something to say about a particular episode, or yeah. we, we've connected with friends from the past who we weren't regularly talking to. And now we talk to them weekly based on the podcast episode. So, um, it's been a really fun thing and, and thank you very much to all the listeners. Anything you want to say, Brandon? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying here. I feel like the big thing I've noticed is the engagement and yeah. Maybe like more on a personal level, you know, because we release the podcast and we see some numbers and sometimes it just feels like you're throwing a stone in the Mississippi. Like it's just, you know, in yeah. just a mass amount of other podcasts and you don't know what's, you don't know who's really listening and if they're listening to the whole episode, but it's nice when people contact us, people text us, you know, comment on something we've posted. It's super encouraging. I mean, more so than anything else, just letting us know that you listen to the episode is huge. Oh, and thank you for everyone who has, you know, to everyone who has taken time to reach out to us. It it really does mean a lot and it really makes this worthwhile. And even though some people like to argue with us, we like that too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You disagree with our take? Please let us know. I mean, you're wrong, but thank you. Of course. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being wrong publicly or in private, somewhat privately. (laughs) I don't know. Yes, thank you very much for listening. And whatever break happens here, we'll be back right back with you. We actually got to something like I wish I would have looked at this, but this is like twenty seven or something like that. Yeah, in um, that in that book. Yes. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, that feels pretty good. Like we were doing, when we first talked about Good Show, we were going to do bi-weekly and we decided to go weekly because we had so many shows to talk about Mm -hmm. and we felt like we were getting out of relevance. Um, But, you know, we, we, even though we took a substantial, we're not to a year yet, and we took a substantial summer break, we still did basically a bi-weekly amount of podcast this in 2022. Yeah. So that feels nice. We got a lot of shit. I mean, okay, so sometimes that feels awesome, and sometimes it feels very weird that I watched that much television. Yeah, I never felt weird about it. I mean, it okay. It does, it was you like- You would have done it anyway. I feel but. like it was paced well. Like, we found ways oh, yeah. to do it kind of in-, in mesh it well with stuff we were already watching like there's only a like a handful of times where i really had to like buckle down on something that and start from scratch something i had never seen sure you know friday night lights comes to mind Mm -hmm. but i loved it i mean that was it was in a good time too like i feel like i had a little extra time when i watched it so this never felt like a chore i think that's the key you know we'll keep doing this as long as it doesn't feel like work you know like this This is still, I'm still having a blast doing this. Me too. So yeah. Hey, we're here for the long haul. Yeah, we are. Thanks for everything. And let's continue on with our holiday special. I'm going to switch the order of these two things and basically say, uh, I want to point out because we're doing a holiday conversation. I think if someone were like scientifically analyzing television, it would be worth noting. You would want to do sort of a cultural exploration of all these different holidays that occur within this time period coming up here. We're not doing that because we're going to follow some of the rules that we have had for like Thanksgiving. We're going to do that again. We're very waspy, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Um, and so Christmas is our th- Brandon and I's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just a little bit easier to speak uh, in our cultural circle um, about the things we kind of know about rather than sort of explore outside and find an episode about a different holiday that we don't celebrate um, and have any idea with whether we knew we, what we were talking about or not. So that's just a little disclaimer, even though like everything we're going to say here is Christmas. Um, we hope you can feel holiday special during this, this uh, episode, no matter what you celebrate, but we're going to roll with Christmas because that's how we roll. Brandon and I personally, mm-hmm. we're following the television though. You know, like we're, these are our, these are our shows here. They do Chris. They do Christmas episodes for the most part. Yeah, yes, but there. For example, on the list, like we did. Uh, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but we did roughly the same thing we did with Thanksgiving, which is see if we can find several different lists talking about the yes. best Christmas episodes of all time or whatever. And there were I ran across at least some on those list of Christmas episodes. Okay, I think it was like the Chris Rock. Uh, happy Kwanzaa episode and the the Chris Rock show that was on people's oh, okay. top list. All right, yeah. Um, and I don't remember. Any, there were other ones though about different holidays, and I just thought I, I could get. So basically, what I thought with that was okay. To be fair, I should watch that one. Except I never watched the Chris Rock show. Yeah. So that's not really following our rules. So I came. I brought. I came back to okay. Well, I, we're just gonna stick with what I watched sure and just yep. admit that i watched things that i watched um yeah <laughs> now it's awkward i made it yeah <laughs> just keep talking it'll get there eventually all right okay so let's uh revisit a little bit because this is in some way similar to the thanksgiving conversation it's also a little bit different than the thanksgiving conversation yes what makes a good holiday episode brandon 
And I'm exclu- sort of excluding Thanksgiving. We talked a bit about that. But I say holiday because, and I'll just answer a little bit first. I think one of the massive differences that I brought up in the Thanksgiving episode is when you talk Christmas, you talk a season not a day. Yeah. And so I say holiday episode because um, you have some time to have this thing marinate. It's yes. like a whole month of the year. So many different things can go on. If you move in and out of Christmas, it's like the decorations, even though your your narrative continues to go on. And you can follow some storyline that have nothing to do with Christmas, but there's Christmas trees in the background while you do it. And so I would count most of that in a holiday type episode because... Um, even though it's it's a little bit different than my baseball rules, actually, which is baseball has to be being played, yes. you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, Christmas, does that have to be being discussed for this to be a holiday episode all the time? It's just like maybe the de- how the decorations are, or what, what specifically is going on. Does any of that hit you correct? Yeah. So not to get too ahead of ourselves, but I think yeah. of a, I think of an episode like, noel of the west wing yeah there's christmas trees in the background but it's not about christmas Correct. You know? and we'll yep. get there for really it. we'll get there in a minute but like i think i am at least gonna call that out yep so i charted all, all of the shows i did and i kind of gave it like a, a christmas level just on, on a like a five scale oh, and something like noel would kind of score lower on the christmas level sure lots of it's it's a beautifully uh decorated set but it's yep. not a, it's not just not a Christmas episode. I think there has to be something happening around like I'm okay if like the episode is built around like shopping and there's like some type of something, you know, like your your gift shopping or Christmas parties, tons of, you know, there's tons of office parties, family yep. parties, reunions, yep. you know, anything like that. I feel like there has to be some type of holiday activity happening for me to say, okay, this is a 4 out of 5, a 5 out of 5 on the Christmas level. Yeah. You know, if it's literally just the set feels Christmassy, it's, you know, it's going to get scored a little lower for me. So, yeah, I mean, and some of my example, as I was thinking, is one of the shows I'm going to mention, there was like um, a whole lot of like drama going on that has nothing to do with Christmas, yeah. but it was going on while they were Christmas shopping yes. and then while they were at a Christmas party. So the the episode was largely about this continued drama from before and that could carry on but it's going on during the Christmas season. Yeah. So it feels quite Christmassy. And even the resolution of conflict hits differently because it's Christmas season. Yeah. Um, and you could re- resolve the same way and there's no Christmas trees around. It just doesn't hit the same way as a, as a holiday episode. And I was going to say also that one of the reasons I'm perhaps more excited about this episode than I was Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is awesome. And, uh, but the thing is like, we dropped that the day before you, maybe we're going to listen. You, you heard us maybe. And then maybe you're going to watch one of those episodes before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. Um, and now we're going to hit you with this and you have like almost a month. Yep. Not quite, but almost a month to just marinate in some Christmas. So Mm -hmm. that's, well, I always say to my kids, I love the Christmas season way more than I love Christmas day. And they're like, what? Uh You don't like Christmas day. And I was like, Christmas day. No, yes, it's great. And I was like explaining, like, I love Christmas morning with my, with you guys, you know, I was trying to explain that, but you don't get to do, any of the things that like you don't get to watch Christmas movies, if you have places to go, I'm sorry, I'm sure some people do, but if you have a ton of stuff to do, a ton of family to see, you don't get to do a lot of the things that, or at least I don't get to do a lot of the things I enjoy doing over the Christmas season and kind of relating that to Thanksgiving a little bit. The list is much longer of activities and things that I like to Uh do or associate with Christmas than I would with 
Thanksgiving. I think the same thing applies to television. Uh, the te- the Christmas episodes. There's way more things that could be happening on screen that like yeah, this is super Christmassy. You know, like there's yeah. just there's more activities that could get included in a Christmas episode. Yeah, I actually also while I was searching for episodes, at first I thought, how are there not more Christmas episodes than this? Because there would it just seems like it. Did would it feel occur- low? Did it feel like? It felt low to me compared to like Thanksgiving. It seemed like it should be like tenfold Christmas to Thanksgiving. And it just didn't end up seeming like that. And then all of a sudden I've realized, oh, there's no Thanksgiving movies, but Christmas movie is a literal genre. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Is a Thanksgiving movie? Okay. There's one. Yeah. All right. I tripped you up, man. I I totally... (laughs) No one knew what to say after that. Oh, touche, Brandon. <laughs> Mic drop. Points, trains. All right. Uh, oh, so anyway, I've, there are tons of Christmas movies, and potentially you wouldn't have to get into as much Christmas drama on television shows. Yep. You could just take the break because that's when a break would normally come. Yep. And so you just take the break. You don't need to necessarily need to dive into Christmas. It's not that there are none, but uh, I just, it occurred to me. I may be wrong, too. I don't even know. So anything else you want to say about form or rules or anything like that? No, I think this is going to be uh, very similar to the Thanksgiving. We've just kind of yep. shift, shifting gears here to Christmas. So yep. I think we covered a lot of the uh, nitty gritty nuts and bolts of what kind of our process here. Okay. So let's just hop right in. Yeah. I feel bad taking this from you, but we're just going to quickly mention it because we spoke today and we decided to give you all a little break here. And here's our break. There are three pretty good, very good, really good Christmas episodes of West Wing. They are season one, episode 10 in Excelsius Deo. I, (laughs) I got real nervous about how to say that. And then I really messed it up even worse in Excelsius Deo. And then we have season two, episode 10, Noel, and season four, episode 11, Holy Night. Uh, Enoch Chelsea's Deo is when Toby is with the war vet who, yep. who dies. Yep. Um, feels, a, feels pretty Christmassy. That one's a pretty yeah, good yep. Christmas episode. Yes, very good. Uh, Noel is when Josh is working through his PTSD. Like Brandon said, that is not, not very super Christmassy. Christmassy. Yeah. Except that Leo and Josh have that conversation after he's done with the counselor in front of those Christmas trees. And it's not about Christmas, but it is a very like moral of Christmas type idea. That's when Leo gives one of my favorite speeches of the entire oh, yes. series. Yeah. There's a guy walking down the street and he falls in a hole. Mm-hmm. So that's in Noel. And yeah. then uh Holy Night is Toby and his dad. That sort that stuff. I like the this stuff. one. I like this one a lot too. This yeah. one has some warm, fuzzy feels to me. There's the uh the men singing group from yeah. The whiff and poofs. Yeah, the whiff and poofs are there yep, from Yale. There's some flashbacks that feel Christmassy, like uh-huh. 1950s New York, I guessed on the date there. But it was, yeah, it has a really good Christmassy feel. I think as a whole, I ended up feeling like the Thanksgiving episodes were a little on, more on point mm-hmm. to go with like the holiday they represent. Yeah, yeah, they're more disrespectful. Okay. Yeah, more specifically Thanksgiving. Yeah, but the, but uh, so I, and I also don't think you're gonna want to. Yeah, these aren't pop these on and feel Christmassy, right? Uh, necessarily. So right. 
We'll mention them quick. That's our West Wing yep. real quick. But obviously, they're they're amazing. They're West Wing episodes. But yeah. um, we'll just blow through them really quick. Okay, so then I, I got greedy and I had way too many episodes. So I have one extra from Brandon. So I'm going to go first today. Oh, my gosh. My first episode is Arrested Development. Arrested Development's on Netflix. Uh, I'm talking about Afternoon Delight, which is season two, episode six. This is my first choice because it is not terribly Christmassy, but it's definitely during Christmas season, and it deals with an office Christmas party for a a fair amount of the episode. Hmm. But um, I bring it up because, well, obviously it's hilarious, um, but it has some of my favorite running jokes. um, And I was thinking about it, Brandon, you're not going to get this really, but, and I don't think I stole it from Arrested Development, but Will Arnett has this running joke where he keeps talking about the cost of his suit. And every time he talks to somebody, it's just a little more expensive. (laughs) And he's like, oh, so you're going to tell the guy in the $3,000 suit what to do. And the next time he's like, Oh yeah. So you're just going to, you're going to have the guy in the $4,200 suit, hold the elevator for this other, you know, and it just keeps getting more and more expensive throughout the whole episode. I do love Will Arnett. Yeah. So that's really funny. Uh, The whole episode is hilarious. It's uh, just a a fall down laugh episode of arrested development, but there's a lot of funny things that happen with the office Christmas party where Job doesn't want to be every year they would roast his dad. And so they try and roast him and he gets mad and fires everyone. And anyway, so there is an office Christmas party in a weird, and it's called afternoon delight because, (laughs) uh, Michael and maybe sing afternoon delight together as a karaoke song. And halfway through their singing, they realize like what the song is about, but Jason Bateman is her uncle. So they're singing afternoon delight. Um, but it's, it's a very sexual song that you don't really notice until you pay attention to the words. So everybody in the office starts getting weirded out because they're singing it to each other (laughs) at the Christmas party. So it's Christmassy, but yeah, so that, that one's worth bringing up. And it's just, uh, some of these, I think it's really fun to drop into the Christmas episode to a show you've seen a lot and just pop it. And this is a really good example. Oh, I'd love to get in the arrested development mood. I'm not going to watch the whole series, but I could pop on the Christmas episode. So. Well, after you watch Afternoon Delight, <laughs> you should watch a Charlie Brown Christmas to cleanse the palate. Yeah, Brandon. All Brandon's episodes are from 1943. That listen, that, and, and that's where my heart is. <laughs> I know that's that, fine. Charlie Brown is first of all not from 1943, but now I don't know, I know when I, it was in the 60s, right? Charlie Brown. I don't know. That was a, I was being anyway. I'm sure most people have seen this sh- this movie. It's a television special. That's why I'm including it here. It's a tell. It's Pretty, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. much a movie, but it, um, well, I'm, I, I'm going to defend you on this, especially because like if the only time I ever saw it was a rerun on TV yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's, it certainly feels like a TV show. It definitely was created as a television special. So that's yeah. why this along with like the Grinch is another one that, you know, feels very similar, but just to walk you through this a little bit, I mean, it is classic peanuts, Charlie Brown existential crisis i mean this is a man who just feels everything so deeply i i think it's it's an important thing for kids though to see on screen like i'm not the only one with all these all these troubles you know i feel like charlie brown's a great character to identify with as a kid just like he tries to fly a kite all the time he could never do i just i don't know i always love charlie brown he he i feel like he is very relatable to kids yeah um Looking for Christmas happiness everywhere. I don't know when, at what point you really start to struggle with, okay, how do I get myself in the Christmas spirit? You know, like what, when that happens, he's just not working for him though. Nothing's working. He start he uh, tries to direct a play that the kids are putting on in the, in the community. And I think the big 
moment here and it you know and it may be cliche but for me it's linus's luke 2 speech his recital and it's it's just so simple simple message and um i think one thing that you know as a christian i really have always loved the simple christian message here from the scripture it's very heartwarming and wholesome and um i give this a five out of five on the chris on the christmas level it's Super yeah. Christmassy. I mean, this is like pop on Christmas Eve. Like, uh, yeah, about my, as high as you get. My this is this is my yes, this is my Christmas Eve movie. Um, I know a lot of people. It's uh, it's a wonderful life, but this is mine, and yeah, definitely gets me in the mood. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna go to another. Now, this one is a little more Christmassy, and this is an iconic episode of Seinfeld. It's just one of the one of the best episodes of Seinfeld, but it's also a Christmas episode, and it's certainly more Christmassy than the Thanksgiving episode of Seinfeld was. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's the strike, and I I sort of mentioned this in a, about a different show last last time, but basically I was astounded by these through lines in the Seinfeld episode. You got um, uh, so, not everybody's gonna know what I'm talking about, but you've got the two face. Jerry's dating a two face. She looks different <laughs> in different light. Uh, <laughs> She looks different in different lights. You know, this is the only show with the, when you start describing it, I can see it. I can feel it. Oh yeah. This is the only one that that it works with though. So Jerry's dating the two face. George is giving out donations to the human fund, which is a fake charity that he's made up um, so that he doesn't actually have to buy people presents. But then (laughs) his boss asks him, tries to donate money to the human fund. And then George has to come back and say, my family doesn't really celebrate Christmas. It's Festivus. So this is the Festivus episode, which is the feats of strength and the aluminum pole, which is what his dad makes, makes up. And I mean, his dad was one of my favorite characters on the show anyway. So that's also going on, but then it's called the strike because Kramer 12 years before had gone on strike from the bagel shop that he used to work at um, because of unfair wages or something like that. And so he, they call him up and they're like, we're off. (laughs) We're off strike now. So he goes back to work at the job he had 12 years ago. So that bagel job is a prominent part of the story too. So all that stuff happens in a half hour show, but because of the Festivus and the, and the Christmas presents around the office, it's certainly very Christmassy. It just doesn't feel, it's not going to put you in the Christmas mood. Mm. It discusses a lot of Christmas stuff, but it's worth visiting because it's just one of the best episodes of Seinfeld for sure. Cool. So much funny stuff. I didn't even get all the plot lines going through it. It's on Netflix, season nine, episode 10, The Strike. Well, my next show was Downton Abbey. Now, you haven't seen any of this, right? None. Not an episode. No. So I'm just throwing this out into the void then. Hopefully it strikes a chord with somebody. I'm interested to hear how they, I I can't imagine how they'll handle Christmas. So I mentioned real quick. And I, I mentioned this to you before, like for a brief second, the way the Brits do their holiday specials, like their seasons of television, whereas like network in the United States, it crosses over Christmas and you get the second half of the season in the spring. Well, Well, they wrap their shows up before Christmas. And then a lot of times you'll get a holiday special. They're long. They're basically they're basically movies. I mean, obviously it's not like this way. It's not like this with every show, but uh, it was like this with this Downton Abbey holiday special season two, episode nine, all of Downton Abbey is available on Amazon prime. And this is called Christmas at Downton Abbey, which nice and original, <laughs> a lot of Christmas vibes in the very beginning. You see a lot of, you know, decorating the Abbey. Um, so much plot in this episode. So many different story things going on. The uh, Lord Grantham's valet is on trial for his life, and 
Um, he's married to uh, one of the maids that lives there in the house also. So she's all upset. Um, Mary, who is Lord Grantham's oldest daughter, is engaged to this just terrible man. I mean, I, it's just crazy how much is going on. Like where you are at the beginning of the episode and where you are at the end is so like just literally it feels like a whole season of, of television has passed by. Um, so anyway, there's celebration jobs. The whole premise of the show is you see kind of both sides of this life. You see kind of the, the they're not royals, but they're yeah. like um, high society. And then yeah. you see what goes on with the servants and everyone like the cooks and everyone down below. So there's celebrations happening up and down. The thing here is sh- this episode takes place between Christmas and New Year's. So, and it's a 90 minute episode. So the fr- maybe like the first 15, 20 minutes is Christmassy, but most of the show is not about Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So while it does have some big Christmas vibes to me, at least like when, you know, I popped it on, it felt very like it definitely was one of the ones that put me in that Christmas spirit the most. Yeah. A lot of that wraps up a lot of the, the Christmas specific stuff wraps up in the first 15, 20 minutes. My favorite part about this episode is you really start to see Matthew assert himself and um, be honest with Mary. And Matthew is uh, the Matthew and Mary are kind of the big will they, won't they? You know, that's kind of the, okay. the main, at least in the early seasons, it's kind of the main like romance, the, the one that's important. And um, he really steps, he really stands up for Mary. This guy that she's engaged to is just being terrible. He's super mean. Anyway, Christmas level, it's like a it's like a 3 out of 5 just based on the fact that most of the episode is not Christmas. Yeah. But I mean at the end, Matthew proposes. It's a big deal. So, this is one of my favorite episodes of Down Abbey. Oh, yeah. And just because I mean literally so much happens and it's it does still have a, a very good Christmas feel. Obviously, if you're already watching Down Abbey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It may not work for everybody, but this is my list. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to feel insecure no, about it. I'm not I'm insecure. Some, I I know I have someone here you haven't seen, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like like your next like this. Yeah, like this. You haven't seen the OC? No. Okay, well let me do my business here. So my next show <laughs> is the OC. Business. It's OC is on Hulu right now. This is season one, episode thirteen. And it's OC stands the, for Orange County. Yes, I know that. Season one, episode th- thirteen. It's the best Christmaca ever. Obviously, this is Christmica is a marriage of Hanukkah and Christmas, and that's because Seth and Ryan's parents are Sandy is Jewish, and uh, I forget her his wife's name. She's non-Jewish, so uh, that their family blends the holiday. This on a Christmas scale is fairly Christmassy because this is the one I was talking about where like we have drama go. Okay. First of all, the OC is just like high school drama out your ears. For me, it's somewhat pleasant to, to relive. And that's only because it's drama in the time that I had drama, by the way, sorry, my nose is like, I can hear it like stuffing as we talk. So sorry, it's getting a little nasally. You're fine, man. Yeah. Um, It's that time. Yeah. So, um, drama out the ears, but it's, it's just, drama from my time the music of the drama is music from when i was in high school you know high school college college was when the oc was out so and then also weird love stories going on and mostly like way too serious high school love stories going on it just doesn't make any sense when you watch it as an older adult but it's fun to rewatch later um anyway um there's there's just a lot going on here uh this is where you first start to find out i 
I'm not even going to spoil some stuff in case you want to go check out the OC. Uh, there's there's some serious plot stuff going on, but we have a Christmas holiday party, um, and so that's uh, that's certainly part of it. But then Seth has this thing going on where two different women are in love with him. He loves them both, and he's trying to decide how. Seth is always like the comic relief of the show. He's very lighthearted and very he's sweet, and he's he's it's just a nice thing. And you have this hyper drama. Like I never liked Ryan and Marissa very much because they were so heavy drama, but Seth always, I liked a lot. And so there's, there's a lot, his is really fun. It's all about, and Seth is basically the voice of trying to bring the spirit of Christmas into every single thing that goes on. And so even in a lighthearted way, he comes into many situations that are way too drama E and it's like, come on, it's Christmas. You know, he's, he's that voice in this. And because he's that voice in this, he, he puts you in the mood as you watch. So this is the first one I watched out of my list where I was like, this is starting to feel like Christmas. Um, And what I found funny about that is this show takes place in LA and there's obviously many jokes about how LA doesn't feel very, no, I'm sorry, it's not LA, it's south of LA, but Orange County, California. So there's a lot of jokes about how, well, that doesn't really feel like Christmas, but this one really did. And you know, there's a stereotypical shopping trip that Ryan and Marissa take and you know, all, all sorts of stuff. And there's lots of learning about uh, the meaning of Christmas. And the final thing I'll say for the OC, this is more of a general statement about the OC, just because we're probably not doing an episode on the OC, obviously, but Sandy gives Ryan a piece of advice at the very end. And I, I all of a sudden recalled that I always liked Sandy's advice to Ryan. Mm. It was very mature and it was actually not stereotypical. And so what he actually says is Marissa's going to needs to go to counseling for a particular reason. Ryan says, I got to go pick her up and take her there. And Sandy says, I think you need to let her work through this on her own. And I think most TV shows would go with, oh, Ryan is the good guy for being the white knight or whatever. Yeah. And Sandy actually says, don't be codependent, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's so... I watched it and I was like, you know what? This show is ridiculous. It's all sorts of things. But what he said to him, that was correct. That's good advice. And that was, I'm, you know, it's it's mm. nice that I, I think there was a turn in TV at that time that was basically like, we're going to give the right answer for yeah. once instead of the white knight answer. So I thought that was good. Instead of the saved by the bell answer. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. couple things about the OC. A guy yes. I lived with had a Adam Brody poster above yeah. his desk. Yeah. I was, a, I was a Brody. I am a Brody fan. Yeah. He, he really loved the OC. Hopefully he's going to listen to this episode. Well, Adam Brody is like everything we liked at that time. He like the, the CDs he buys is like, I forget all of them, but he buys a bright eyes CD and he buys, mm. you know, like it's, it, it's just, he's stereotypically hipster for the time. You think he's so cool. Cause that's what you would have liked to been like. Not only that, but he's a surfer kid li- dressing like an emo kid who lives in orange Cal- County, California. It's just like everything. I was actually trying to embarrass the person, but you, I mean, made it sound super legitimate. So, oh, heck yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, you, <laughs> you saved that. Um, couple things real quick more or less high school drama than Friday Night Lights? Oh, more cheesy. Oh, okay. Second thing does Jerry Seinfeld play a Jewish character? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. And there's several jokes about him being Jewish. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the for fact example, that, for example, he gets mad at Tim Watley. Cause Tim's going to convert to Judaism quote unquote for the jokes and Jerry's <laughs> okay. offended. Okay. But then the, the joke that comes out eventually is he says, he says, I'm not offended as a Jewish person. I'm offended as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I think my thing is though, it just it feels strange to me that the OC is kind of leading the charge here with the Hanukkah episode. 
and Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not, they're not reverent about Hanukkah. Okay. It's like, All right. um, I, the, the part they're sort of reverent about is like, if you had a mixed, fa- mixed religion family, that would be interesting mm-hmm. to deal with. And it's sweet how they deal with it, how the, you know, gotcha. the family has compromised. With that being said, there's literally no Hanukkah education or anything. It's mostly just a rim shot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like there's nothing really important. There's no important work happening here with OC. Well, if you need a break from high school drama, watch the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> I'm going to do that every time. I'll find a way. So, yes, I indeed, I, I am indeed pushing a an episode of the Andy Griffith show. I mean, it's interesting. I would have never thought this. Great. I'm, Listen, I'm, I, I grew up with this. The, yeah, this great. is all of my childhood. My mom used to watch reruns of this all the time. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it just, I flip it. It just, I, if everything feels right when I'm watching an episode, I don't watch it often, but you know, it just, I, this is the one show that I probably have the whole thing memorized. Wow. Yeah. Like more like the West wing is like a 9.5. I'm a 10 with the Andy Griffith show. Jeez. That's awesome. Anyway, the whole thing's available on something called Pluto TV right now. You don't have to sign up for anything. You pull up the website. You just click play. Yeah, sure. So I don't know. I it used to be on prime, but it's on Pluto TV right now. Title of the episode is Christmas story. And it's uh, from season one, episode 11 to me that this is one of the, this is one of the best episodes of the Andy Griffith show. I think um, they always found a way to really bring things home. And this is another show that would just pack a lot of heart into 20 plus minutes. Um, kind of what's going on in the episode. It, it's kind of, Christmas around the jail. They're getting Christmas cards and uh, Andy decides to send all the prisoners home for Christmas because they, they, <laughs> they, they want to enjoy. And he says, you better come back after Christmas is over. It's just, it's just like, I, I don't know. I love, I love how, all right, you guys go home for Christmas. Ben Weaver, who's kind of the town Scrooge. He, he's the, probably the wealthiest character on the show and he owns a department store. he, finds someone somehow who has been moonshining and brings him in and says, you have to throw him in jail. If I throw him in jail, I'm going to have to stay here for Christmas. And Ben's like, I don't care. You have to throw him in jail. And so basically Ben has found a way to kind of ruin Christmas for Andy and Barney. Well, they decide to throw their Christmas party there at the jail. And that makes Ben mad. He's like, just he keeps creeping around the outside. What are you doing here? You can't, this is a jail. You know, he's like, well, these are my extra deputies. And it's like his whole Andy's whole family. Uh-huh. He's, he gave them all badges. So like they're having a really great time singing, eating Andy and Ellie's away in a manger. I mean, I don't know if you know, Andy Griffith is a really great guitar player, singer or or was. Um, And a lot of the, a lot of the extras on his shows are like bluegrass and folk singers. He was really into that scene. So there's a lot of musicians that make an appearance on the show. Anyway, Ben keeps trying to ruin things and eventually he keeps trying to get himself thrown in jail. And then it occurs to Andy. Ben doesn't have anyone to spend Christmas with. Uh-huh. Ben is Ben is the Scrooge, the grouchy guy. Ben doesn't have anyone to spend Christmas with. And so the, I mean, had me choked up. Um, he realizes what's going on and kind of, there's like, they're, they're gone for a little bit, but they come back and he said, yep, I got to throw Ben in jail. And, but he's kind of in on it at this point. And Ben comes back with a suitcase filled with toys for the kids of the, of this family and of Andy and um, all these like gifts for them. But he's like him passing out gifts. It would remind you of like um, the tiny Tim scene with Scrooge at the end of the movie. 
Anyway, really, really, really good. Five out of five Christmas level. Interesting. I'll tell you what, you sort of made me want to watch that. It's excellent. I'm slightly concerned that you described it better than it actually is, but. Uh, well, if I did, I mean. Well done. It, it's because I, I mean, I feel that show deep, so. That's great. Yeah. I'm not against the Andy Griffith show. I just didn't watch it as religiously as you did, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah. Just rubbed off on me. Well, after you get done watching the Andy Griffith show. It's not going to work this time. Watch. Watch. Luda Christmas. <laughs> uh, so. How ridiculous do you sound? <laughs> okay. So my next set of, I have two for this one, uh, but the 30 Rock Christmas episodes are excellent. That's a show I never. Okay. First of all, you, Brandon, I would like you to take note. I don't say this that often. You would love 30 Rock. Okay. As a sitcom. Because number one, Alec Baldwin as Jack, like every joke he makes, you would love. Would he be you my would, favorite character? Yeah, for absolutely. Okay. But he's he's basically like, he's a legit Republican, but he's like a Republican, like rich dude, businessman. So he's always making sarcastic comments I gotcha. at all the liberals around the office. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. I might need this. Like he's got, I've in one of these, I'm sorry, this is very vague, but in one of these episodes, oh, there's, there's a character, Liz Lemon's brother got in a ski accident and can't remember anything past like 1986 or something like that. And so Jack goes, wait a minute, you mean to tell me Ronald Reagan is still president in his head? And <laughs> he's so excited that someone still thinks Ronald Reagan is president anyway. So, uh, but I, so the 30 rock Christmas episodes are excellent. And what I'm specifically talking about are season two, episode nine, Luda Christmas and season three, episode six, the Christmas show 30 rock is on Hulu right now. Here's the thing. 30 rock. I just kind of like have not watched in a while. And I for, I had sort of forgotten how funny 30 rock is. It's hilarious joke after joke after joke. It's hilarious. These are five out of five Christmassy though. They mm. they're New York Christmas. Um, okay. It's all joking. Like it, there's not a ton of serious stuff. The, the through line is that Jack is always, which is Alec Baldwin's character. He's always trying to get away from his mother. Um, who's either come to town or whatever because of Christmas. Well, one of the times he literally makes everyone stay and put on a Christmas episode so that they're too busy to, for him to hang out with his mom. Just excellent episodes, and I highly re recommend, if you like 30 Rock, just pop these on. They really put me in the Christmas spirit, but then it also gave me the opportunity to say, like, Brandon, you should watch 30 Rock. It's, huh. You'll you'll think it's funny, it, and it's there's a lot there for you. You know what? My wife has one of the seasons on a... Oh. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my oh, shelf. Nice. It, yeah. It's one of the things that I acquired in, in this marriage I'm in. Yeah. and um, But she's never mentioned it. She has it. I think randomly she'll be like, yeah, I like 30 Rock. I've never seen you watch 30 rock. I haven't really like, I, you know, I, I always liked 30 rock and, um, I really loved it when it was on, but I haven't really hung on to it. I've never rewatched hardly any of it, you know, it's Interesting. Not, it's not, but there's so much funny about it. Like Tracy Morgan is so funny. I love Tracy show. Morgan. Tina Fey is so good. Alec Baldwin is so good. There's just tons of good stuff in mm. this, this episode. So excellent. Well, my next show is Ted Lasso. I'm jealous that you got this one, by the way. You got you got some good stuff. I got some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Ted Lasso season two episode four. This is called Carol of the Bells. Ted Lasso is obviously available on Apple TV Plus. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of good stuff going on. I was thinking I should have watched the episode before to get myself in the mood a little uh, bit, but I felt like you get it. You you can fall back in pretty quick. Open up the, the team is doing their Secret Santa. 
Um, I feel like Ted is really like implementing, like the guys are in with Ted at this point, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. implementing a lot of like new things. He's letting them do a half day, you know, half workout day or whatever. And then, so they're doing their secret Santa kind of discussing Christmas plans. Side note, the claymation intro is excellent. Yeah. Um, so good. Keely is saying that she's doing her Frank Sinatra sexy Christmas. Yeah. And um, Higgins is talking about his Christmas party. Um, real quick, we see Ted has to FaceTime with his boy on Christmas and it's a bust. It just, he yeah. got, he, the, the whole thing was he got him like a really great gift that he wanted to go play with then. And so the, the FaceTime was over. So like, you really like, this is, I, th- that is actually the main reason I wish I had watched a couple before maybe to, to sure. remember where Ted was with in, like in the saga of him and his son and the wife. And yeah. So anyway. He's pretty much in the dumps, starts drinking a little bit. His Christmas is not not looking like it's going to shape up. This is the episode, though, when Phoebe has the bad breath. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe is Roy's niece. Yep. Correct? Yep. And she, well, Phoebe shows up at Sexy Christmas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, she's upset, and they figure out it's because a kid made fun of her at school because she has terrible breath, and- Roy and Keeley take Phoebe door to door in his neighborhood looking for a dentist. I mean, f- some of the funniest stuff. Yeah, for Th- sure. That show has, I mean, it's just really, really a good, not a bit. It's like good scenes, really funny. Anyway, circle back to Ted. Rebecca comes and saves the day. She figured, it feels like she know she knew that the FaceTime wasn't going to be a great experience for him. Oh, yeah. And she gets him and they do um, something. We find out she's been doing it a, few, a little bit or for a few years. And they deliver gifts to people who maybe didn't have enough money for gifts. It was a great scene when they delivered the the gifts to the first person. And then the episode kind of ends with a love actually homage. And Phoebe gets to go con- confront her, uh, uh, the person who humiliated her, the boy from her class. Yeah. Christmas level, five out of five. Also, the- I mean, you kind of undersold Higgins having all the players over is heartfelt and I funny. Did, and- I did understand. Uh, yeah, I should have circled. He Because at first he goes, usually we have like two guys show up, like, yeah. you know, because you, you feel bad for him. But like the whole team shows up. And it's, show, I mean, it, it, it's a continuation of what you did already mention, which is the camaraderie that Ted has been building on the team. Yes. Like now they feel like a family and it's, it doesn't even have to be Ted's house that they're going to. They're, right. You know, they go to Higgins's instead. Right. Packed with Christmas. This is a yeah. very, this is a very Christmassy episode definitely got to put you in the mood the fairy tale of new york song by the pogues it's my favorite christmas song. just a little little tiny like just spat in the middle of like a walking scene but gosh it's so good yeah it is my favorite it's It's excellent excellent worth noting too i think christmas episodes sort of went the way of of the dodo because of the rhythm of tv seasons now yeah and so i'm concerned we're not going to get as many now and then ted lasso just comes out and just says i'm sorry because if you recall that didn't come out anywhere Uh, near christmas no because it it was was, episode four yeah so no you're right they were just like we're doing a christmas episode and it's not going to be near christmas and it's just that's how it is and it's you know i thought that was great great it felt at so the good. time it was like what the heck is going on it felt like it was going to be a bad thing but it certainly was not oh yeah no way so um i'm glad they forced it but it also reminded me like eh, we may not have very many of these left so there's too many like narrative rich like we don't have time to mess around right. with the st- right. with what's going on around us yeah. everything is about the through line the yep. anyway side note 
Yeah, because also we went from like twenty two to ten, so like we just we don't have the time to waste. But you know, back yep. when you had twenty two episodes, you had nothing but time to waste. So right, might as well have a Christmas episode. Mm. Speaking of twenty two episodes, we're gonna go back to a an classic. old faithful. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna bring up Home Improvement, which I you know just generally speaking, every time I pop it on now, I just think, man, this really held up. Like you are my only friend that says this. It they people don't think it held up. I don't, not only do I not hear anyone talk about it, if I ever bring it up, I get like <laughs> shouted down. See, I don't, I sort of don't believe that those people, if they liked it in the first place, I don't believe that they have actually gone back to check it out. Okay. They're just sort of moving forward. I have recently, and I agree with you. In the zeitgeist understanding of who Tim Allen is at this point. This is Tim Allen firing on all cylinders. Home improvements yes. is his best thing. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And he's not. I mean, if you're concerned about preachy conservatism, that's nope. not happening in home improvement. No, not yet. I, I didn't watch Last Man Standing. I did. So I don't. Is I, that preachy conservatism? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah, okay. Ham-handed. It's uh, okay, but it's uh, a large difference between the two shows, right? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he yes, absolutely. There's there's no art to the Last Man Standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's him walking around kind of grumpy like John Dutton in the you know. Oh yeah. Just spouting nonsense you know anyway home improvement is great yeah totally anyway the one thing i will say about these well let me say this first home improvements on hulu uh the two i'm talking about although they pretty much had a a christmas type episode every year the two i'm kind of talking about are season three episode 12 twas the blight before christmas and season one episode 12 yule better watch out in the first one. If you'll remember, uh, or you probably don't remember the first one I'm talking about is sort of was sort of my favorite. This is the one where Brad wants to go on a skiing trip instead of hanging out with his family. And some of these things are, (laughs) some of these things are so ridiculous. Brad's like, well, why would you let me go skiing on Christmas? It's like no family in the world. Let their kid go (laughs) skiing. What are you talking about? Why does this seem ridiculous to you? Yeah. Uh, Anyway. um, But also, yeah. uh, Mark is singing in, in the at church that night. There's a couple super funny jokes. Do you remember this episode? Have you watched it recently? No, but I, I, I do remember this episode. I wouldn't have had to watch it recently to remember. Yeah, absolutely. There's some really funny jokes. Like Al shows up at church and Jill says something like, well, let's just scoot down. We'll let him in. He says, I'm, I'll just take a pew behind you. And Tim says, just go to the bathroom and do that. Like it's just such a, stu- <laughs> <laughs> such a stupid joke, but it's really funny. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that's my, that's my humor, man. Yeah. It's he, funny. T- Tim Allen gets me. I mean, there's a whole lot of that, but then also the thing about just home improvement generally, you got to remember, like I had forgotten, he's always in that Christmas lights competition with doc, uh, whatever the doctor or down the street. Yep. So they really lay into those Christmas episodes. The other one is a very, the, uh, you'll better watch out. It's the first one, uh-huh. first season. And, uh, the older kids tell Mark that Santa doesn't exist. And then like, uh, it's just, it, it's sort of, these episodes are so cheesy Christmas. So over the top, but sometimes that's just what you want. Yep. They're absolutely going to get you in the mood for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but they're certainly over the top and that is just what you want at Christmas time. You'll better watch out sort of ends with this. Like I kind of missed this attitude, which was everybody's trying to trick Mark into believing in Santa Claus. And then something happens at the end, end of the episode, which is so ridiculous. It's over the top. It's ridiculous and whatever where it's just like oh santa could exist yeah and it's just like this twinge of hope i guess in the middle of uh-huh. uh, the and that's what you want at christmas so absolutely it's it's per- it, it, but i do want to say like before you come back at me with it's yeah but it's totally ridiculous yeah of course it's totally ridiculous it's completely ridiculous well, yeah no it's one's saying it's not right. it's great though yeah i think i am seeing 
a little bit of um like if you have if you have a show that had like a christmas episode a lot of times it's a sitcom oh yeah they have the kind of the the space like you were saying to add those in it's it's not as easy but i know like mad men has a good christmas episode i know it was on the list and i just didn't yeah i didn't right sure i don't know that those are going to put me i'm sure sopranos has a a christmas episode those aren't going to put me in the christmas mood though like these will anyway home improvement's a great one my next one is from boy meets world Season five, episode 11, a very Topanga Christmas. This is uh, all of Boy Meets World is available on Disney Plus now. And um, this is where Topanga's family is going out of town. She wants to spend Christmas, though, with Corey. So she comes to stay with the Matthews. Oh, so exactly what I just said would never happen. Sorry. Just, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, that it, so you're, something else you said kind of goes along with what something happened on Full House, too. So, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Se- it seems to be like a common theme. Anyway. In doing so, brings all of her traditions, her Ma- her Lawrence traditions, to oh, the Matthews were home. Were they big hippies or something like that? Her they were. They like- were big hippies. In fact, her okay. dad was in. Her dad was one of the monkeys. Um, oh right, right, yeah. Yep. And then, like, anyway, so just like she puts an angel on top of the tree, and the Matthews put a star. So she wants the angel up there. The Matthews have an aluminum tree. She wants to go to Vermont and catch cut down a fresh pine you know so just like a lot of the matthews drink eggnog eggnog she drinks mold cider so it's just like all these things and eric is you know the whole time in Corey's ear this is the rest of your life get (laughs) ready eric's the funniest he's the best character on that he is the funniest person on that show the topanga's family loves caroling Corey doesn't sing he's like i don't want to sing i cannot stand (laughs) singing i get embarrassed i don't want to sing and i feel like that's kind of a kind of the crux because they end up having an argument and Corey disappear. He takes off. And so he, he winds up at Sean's house. Who's living with his new brother and he falls asleep watching a Christmas Carol. Feeney shows up in his dream and he's the ghost of Christmas future. And he kind of shows him the life that he missed and not missed, but like he shows him what could have been, you know, and has a very good line. I actually wrote it down. Um, Spirit of love brings compromise. And when two people grow together, they start their own traditions. And this is one thing like I, I really felt this episode. I feel like a lot of people could probably resonate with like getting married. And it's like collisions happening over all the things, you know, like especially around the holidays. Sure. Uh, Maybe not as petty as like eggnog and mulled cider. I feel like that's one you could maybe let's just try both. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Some stuff you don't have to pick, but some stuff you do. And I don't know. This was one that I. Cause I was toying around with a couple different ones here. This is one that really hit me. This is absolutely a five out of five on the Christmas level. And I think this one, will, I think this one will really put you in the mood. And that's why I kind of chose this one. I have a couple honorable mentions, the office, this one, this one beat out the office. I feel like this one has a ton more Christmas involved um, than the office Christmas party. Okay. I'm going to turn. This is sort of my final recommendation. I'm going to turn to my favorite Christmas episode, probably of all time of any show. And it is ridiculous because it's from studio 60 on the sunset strip, a Sorkin jam, by the way, but also I don't believe you can see this anywhere, which really stinks. Well, I can because I have, yeah, if you have access to my Dropbox, you can see it. Otherwise I don't think you can without buying, purchasing it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was this show. I mean, really quick about the show. If you don't know what it was, this was Sorkin's rebound from West wing. And, uh, it was a show on NBC. It's basically a knockoff of Saturday night live. They're creating a, 
their show airs on Fridays, but it's, it's a live comedy show. Um, there's so much really good about it, but I do think that Sorkin was probably writing a little bit too emotionally. And so there's a lot that's not, it's not great about it, but he has like, the show starts with this like network, the movie network moment where there's a, a monologue speech mm-hmm. by the producer who basically just says culture is gone to crap and whatever. So the whole show is kind of paying back like, Oh, where, what has happened to art and TV and you know, all this different stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty preachy basically is my point. This episode is season. Well, there's only one season and it's episode 11. It sort of falls right in the middle. This show does have 22 or tw- 23 22. episodes. Yeah. What's interesting about it was it got dropped and then they like dropped like six of the episodes later on in that year. And so they they were like kind of like dropped really fast. Um, But what I'm saying basically is this episode falls right squarely in the middle where they weren't trying so hard to start something or end something. So it's just a very strong episode. It's one of the better episodes of this show, in my opinion. But one of the reasons I love it is uh, there's a lot going on and there's a lot you won't know if you don't know the plot of what's going on. Some of my favorite Christmassy stuff about this episode is Matt, played by Matthew Perry, wants to do a Christmas episode. And most people, and like it's sort of like a typical, like um, we live in LA, there's no reason to do a Christmas episode. That's cheesy. There's uh, a joke early on is that he comes back and his assistant is cleaning out her beach towel because she had gone to the beach the day before. He says, can you please turn off hot fun in the summer? And she says, what do you want to hear instead? He says, I want to hear some Perry Como, some Burl Ives. And he wants some Christmas. He's really looking for some Christmas. Then he goes to the writer's room. He says, I want to do a Christmas episode. And they all start ripping Christmas apart. Very skeptical about Christmas. Oh, well, the wise man couldn't possibly have blah, blah, blah. And Matt is like desperately trying to get the spirit of Christmas in. Um, so there's a whole lot of that going on. I feel like in our day, it like fits really well. But the best thing about this episode is this episode also sort of happened. It was in the year of Hurricane Katrina. Right. Yeah. And um, it obviously didn't happen like right after Hurricane Katrina because they had to make the episode of t- write the episode and then make it. But it was pretty soon after Hurricane Katrina. One of the ways that this show in particular sort of reached out to try and help the New Orleans community was part of the storyline includes Hurricane Katrina and how some of the musicians from the show had pretended to take sick days so that musicians from New Orleans could come and get a paycheck. Yeah. And send money home for presents for Christmas. So Danny says, all right, well, let's have them do a special in the middle of the the episode, the episode of TV that's on the episode of TV Mm -hmm. that they're producing. Yeah. And they do this horn quintet. It's so Oh Oh Holy Night was always my favorite Christmas song. You think you could drop a little bit of it in right here? Oh, no, we're going to end the episode with it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're, it's we're, awesome. we're, we're playing them out on it. So I had favorite versions before, and now this is my favorite version mm-hmm. of a holy night. Mm-hmm. And, but the funny thing is you cannot find this. Like it's, it's pretty hard to find. Interesting. It's by, it's by the tip Tina's foundation, but it's just one of the best versions of a holy night, but also they work it into the narrative of the show. And it's, a, a, you know, about new Orleans too. So in a show, I find hard to recommend if you don't love Sorkin, like it's just hard to defend as yeah. a great show. If you don't love Sorkin, right. I, I'll defend this episode, you know, all the way mm-hmm. and it'll definitely put you in the mood. Also the episode was sting. Oh yeah. That's a great yeah. one. Oh, there's, there's plenty of good episodes. There's a lot of those moments. It has a lot of moments. It has a lot of good moments. It's hard to say if it has a lot of good episodes, but it has a lot of good moments. Yes, that's correct. Yes. And I, the jokes are, the jokes are incredible. Oh, the jokes are really good. 
All right. Honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do some honorable mentions. I'm going to go first since you, uh, you know, usually like hosts, they kind of let the other person go first. You just took over. You took the reins right in the beginning. So I'm going to go first this time. Is that all right with you? I mean, sure, I guess. At this point. Sounds kind of dumb to me, but all right. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to rattle mine off real quick. The Office Christmas Party. It's a lot of people's favorite. It's a good episode of The Office. It's a good Christmas episode. I like it. I think it doesn't give me the warm fuzzies like some of these other ones do. So it's going to be an honorable mention for me. It's like a four out of five because it is a lot of Christmas. It's a it's like an off. I'll just say it, it doesn't give you there's no good tidings. You know what I mean? It's just not like a warm fuzzy show uh, episode. Uh, my next one real quick. Full House season two, episode nine. Full House is available on HBO Max. This is titled Our Very First Christmas Show. The Tanners are headed to Colorado for kind of a Tanner Christmas, like kind of a reunion with other other family members. Mm-hmm. Stephanie's worried that Santa's not going to be able to find her in oh. Colorado. They get snowed in at some airport, and it's terrible. Everyone's miserable. This is the worst Christmas ever. Danny's, you know, he feels terrible. And Jesse gives this big dramatic speech, which is he's also trying to like, you know, get things cooking with Becky who happens to be snowed in at the same airport. (laughs) Um, And Joey tries to play Santa. The kids figure out it's him. And this is one of those moments you're talking about. Like, we're like, Oh, something magical happens. Like, Oh, Santa could exist because there's this guy. He's kind of been a grouch the whole time they've been around, you know, um, Michelle pulls his toupee off and he kind of gets real grumpy. And, but anyway, he disappears and like Santa shows up at the end, like supposed to be actual Santa. Yeah. And anyway, it, it ends kind of well, not like a great episode. I would, you know, like it's a four out of five Christmas level and it's a, it's pretty good. I have a couple that are weird. Number one, I bring this up because I, it was on people's list. So I watched it and it's like an hour and a half long. So it was almost like to pay for my investment. I had to bring, talk about it at least a little bit, but black mirror has a episode called white Christmas. Black mirrors on Netflix. It's, one of the best episodes of Black Mirror. And it certainly is based around the Christmas season. Also, John Hamm is in it. Like it's it's a very good episode of Black Mirror. The reason I wouldn't include it is because it is intense and it's not putting you in the Christmas spirit for sure. It's probably going to freak you out real bad, hmm. honestly. Because Black Mirror is all about how our use of technology is going to run amok and we're going to be slaves to technology at some point. Something like that. And this one hits all those tones and scares the crap out of you, but Mm. it's based around Christmas. I do want to bring up, I don't love claymation. And so sometimes people do that for Christmas and Ted Lasso was cute because it was the beginning of the episode and it wasn't the whole episode. It was two seconds. Yeah. Yes. So I don't love claymation, but the community Christmas episode is Abed's uncontrollable Christmas and it's all claymation and it's pretty brilliant. I just wouldn't go back and watch like it's hilarious and you know, all this different stuff just like the rest of community, but I just don't love claymation. So, um, it didn't hit it for me, but I can see it hitting for you. And then a third thing I just honorable mention for me is a Bill Murray Christmas special, which is on Netflix. And they actually have a version of the fairy tale of New York by the Pogues in it. Bill Murray sings it with, um, Rashida Jones. Um, but it's just a very different Christmas special. Um, and depending on the mood you're in, it's the right Christmas special. If for some reason you're feeling down, there's been a couple different times during a Christmas season where I felt down. I popped on this Christmas special and I thought this hits me exactly right. All right. Hopefully 
you got some Christmas content. But we got to real quick, since we're leaving for a, a, several weeks here, we got to update you really quick on our quick hits, what we've been watching. Brandon, I would love to, as the host, let you go first. Oh, thanks, man. Real quick, you current on Yellowstone? Yes, I have like five minutes left to watch on, to be current, but yes. How are you feeling about it? I, I mean, well, okay, I was feeling 100% against it until this l- most recent episode okay. ha- finally had some more ranch stuff. Yep. And the ranch stuff in the, in the new episode, I was like, great. They're moving cattle. Great. Yes. The horse it, thing was awesome. It's got a couple of storylines that aren't going anywhere. Yeah. I'd like to tell you some things I hate. Yeah. I hate Beth. Mm-hmm. I didn't, wouldn't have said I hate Beth till recently, but now I just fully hate Beth. Yep. Sick of her ridiculous nonsense. She's a cartoon character now. Yes. Ridiculous. Over the top. Somehow I'm feeling sympathetic toward Jamie, which is ridiculous, but I am right. probably because I hate Beth so much. By, yeah. By comparison, you're sympathetic for Jamie now. That's yeah. what she's done. That's, that's, what she's that's how far she's gone. Third of all, Kevin Costner as governor, which I, sorry if that's a spoiler, but I, it's in the preview stuff. So I'm, I'm trying is. my best to not spoil, but also make my comments about the show. His governorship is ridiculous. I hate it. It's not only because why have him do this that pulls him away from the ranch. But second of all, like in this most recent episode, he walks into a room and just says, well, I'm going to make the decisions I want to make. You're all fired. And he fires like 40 people. And it's, I, I can imagine a group of people like standing up and applauding saying, oh, it's like a Ron Swanson type thing. Like, oh, we're oh. saving the government money. We're saving the government money. We shouldn't be wait. It's like. You didn't get elected to do exactly what you want by yourself. And second of all, you just put 40 people out of work. Like it was, you're it was always, 10 people. You're always talking about the people of Montana and taking care of the people of Montana, whatever. No, you're just want to be selfish. That's what you're doing. You want to be selfish. I so, agree. The only thing is he isn't hiding the fact that oh, we're going to get, we're, we're waiting in a little here. Yeah. we are he, a little bit. he isn't hiding the fact he is there for one purpose. Um, and that, and it's his ranch. I agree, though. He's kind of just grumpily bumbling around the governor's house or whatever it is, the the state house right yeah. now. And that storyline is not super interesting. No. Yeah. It's really struggling to find interesting narrative right now. And I feel like they have taken a couple characters and maybe some things that people found interesting. But like, oh, we love that Beth's a, a tough talker. Whoa dial that up to 20 you know just like a couple things like that yeah and it's anyway it's struggling sorry not to get i also think that originally kevin costner did things for like some sort of um i'm not sure what you would call that but some sort of uh like like from a meta-narrative perspective like some pure purpose yeah like the land or you know so like big big words like that like i want to keep the purity of the land or i want Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that and that was a lot of the motivation for why people did things on Yellowstone. And now it's gone to just like, well, this is what I want to do. It's like, you're throwing a temper <laughs> tantrum. It's not about any broader purpose anymore. You're just throwing a giant temper tantrum. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't really disagree. I will say I'm still enjoying watching it. Sure. Me too. I'm grumpy about it, but I, I I'm enjoying it. Well, and all the ranch stuff in this most recent episode, I loved, I loved all of it. I need some Jimmy. I need some, uh, well, we got, we got some, we got some, I need some horse rips, competitions. Rips great. Oh, rips always good. He's the, yeah. he's the rock. He's the best part of the show right now. I'm still watching Tulsa King. I'm hanging in there. I love you, Sylvester. Have you talked about that on the show? Yeah, sure. I brought it up. It's Taylor, it's Taylor Sheridan's new, new show. It's on Paramount plus yep. Sylvester Stallone. 
it's kind of a mob show. There's some not great things about it, but the episodes have gotten better after that pilot. I think um, I'm enjoying that. The peripheral, the last episode was so daggone good. Um, that crossed over. I was like, this show's good. Last episode, this show's great. Nice. Also, I checked out, speaking of Tim Allen, I checked out Santa Claus's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Not great. Just terrible? Or, it's, I mean, it's, it's not good. I could have imagined. I mean, Santa Claus, I really like the movie. I All it makes me want to do is go watch the original movie again, which sure. I do love. Yeah. Um, also, quick, quick plug. If you haven't seen Klaus on Netflix, have you seen that? Yes. Oh, it's great. Super fresh take on Santa Claus, and it's yep. been out for a couple of years now, but it's not super like advertised, I feel like. Check it out. It's great. Sweet. Okay, well, yes, I'm I'm nearly current on Yellowstone. I also am current on Mythic Quest, uh, uh, and it's really good. Again, um, how far have you gotten into Mythic Quest? I just started it. I okay. just literally started it. Another really good season of Mythic Quest. So just some, um, it's not doing, you know, Mythic Quest is never going to do anything. It Every once in a while, I'll do something really creative, but it's it's just a nice show. So yeah. it's cool to watch. Um, I also watched, uh, I've been watching a nonsensical amount of World Cup. Yeah. Like I watched, I've probably watched a little bit of every single match. Nice. So nice. just a nonsensical amount. But I, so I thought only to be fair, I checked out the FIFA Uncovered documentary mm. on Netflix uh, very interesting, very well done, but also it's, it's, uh, some of it is about, it's basically about corruption within FIFA. And if you think about it, like this is the, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's certainly one of the biggest sporting organizations in the world mm-hmm. because it touches so much like, uh, and it's had some pretty heavy corruption in the past, but some of this documentary details the corruption that led to Qatar being the host country. Now, interesting. But that was decided 10 years ago. So, like, they drew this drawing 10 years ago. It's so, like, like the similar to the Olympics, the way they yeah. draw. And yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it's just pretty clear there was a lot of corruption. It was uh, Qatar basically bribed their way into it on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I actually fell asleep during it, but I watched a lot of it. And, you know, that's just my my thing. That's what I do. Have you checked out the Messi documentary on Not Peacock? Not yet. I just saw that pop up. It looks really good. Yeah. Awesome. So, I think that does it for the holiday special of Good Show. Merry gonna, Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're going to take a little break here. Yeah. But we'll be back with you right away. And as we leave you, we leave you with the sounds of the Tiptinas Foundation. Mm. And oh, holy night. You're welcome. You're welcome.